Put on your baggies and maraches too. It's the Beach Boys Boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group, hosted by your boys. I'm Pete. And my name is do I need to turn off the backing music for you? Talk box PJ? I'm okay. What's, I, I'm so surprised to see you today, Talkbox PJ. I didn't know you were in town. I guess. That's what up, Are you a Beach Boys fan? That's really. I never thought of Talkbox PJ as a Beach Boys fan. I want anything to do with Talkboxes or the Beach Boys. Yeah, baby. I can only pick up like every third word you say, talk about street. It's really hard to understand. Well, you like anything? You like that is a little bit better. You like anything to do with the Beach Boys, huh? <laughs> Why not? His shrug. <laughs> you can't talk box a shrug. Can you? That's right. Uh, oh my God! You came. Now, what's, what's interesting to me, Talkbox PJ, is that I'm really, I'm really curious whether people listening to this show right now can understand, can hear the guitar part, or just or just your voice. I don't know what are you talking about? Can they hear? <laughs> So you just you came out of nowhere at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> it's really I feel like it's really unfair to Well Do I feel like you do? I don't how do you feel? You didn't say what kept what kept you up. My job was too loud. Your what was too loud? I don't The talk box was too loud. Your talk box was talking while you were trying to sleep. That seems, that doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem like it should happen. Well, I'm 
You hear snoring was coming through the top. you up. Did you think there was a second person? Did you forget? Forget that. Did you forget that you left it on and you thought there was a second person in your room and that was that scared you? Or? It was really scary. Oh yeah, I can imagine. There's a big, <laughs> there's a big uh, snoring scene in that movie that's pretty freaky. Hello, that movie is creepy. Wait, did you watch the remake or the original? Either one. Either one. Oh man, someone's. My eyes got so wet, I'm losing contact left and right. Well, those are expensive. Mostly, it'd just be really hard to drive home if I didn't have a contact, you know. It's oh, it fell. It fell. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so talk about another thing that really it, it, it just it's disturbing when you show up, and this is the first time on this show, although you've come for other shows. But your your tube your tube gets really condensated on the inside. It kind of seems. Do you wash that tube regularly or? No. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you should think about. It. I feel like maybe throwing that in the dishwasher would be a good idea. That's just me. So, Talkbox PJ, so you say you're a fan of anything to do with the Beach Boys. So what? what's your favorite Beach Boys album or song, if you want to share with us before? I, I know you have to go soon. But. Where, where the most I think South Bay Surfer has a lot of Talkbox on it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, South Bay Surfer is my favorite <laughs> Does it count? Does it count as an instrumental if there's talk box in the in the song? Are all of your songs instrumentals? That's good. Never thought about that before, huh? Yeah. It's harder to follow you the longer you talk. Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody, so nobody knows whether it's an instrumental or not. Maybe Brampton does. Yeah, he might. So, are you offended that Carl never picked up the talk box? As the Beach Boys guitar player, you know, and you're such a big fan. We'll be at that one big end. Yeah. yeah. Well, later in their uh, in their disco era, there will be plenty of talk box for you there. I think. Talk box PJ. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. It was it was nice to see you again. It's been too long. As I said, you haven't showed up on this show, but I've you know we've obviously met before. Right. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you too, Talkbox PJ.
That's amazing. Holy cow. I can't believe how long he was here for so long, too. Not yeah, that, give or take eight, eight minutes or so. Not, not that a lot was said during the first, like, five minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of us fell over onto the floor for a while <laughs> and couldn't couldn't exactly get words out. But It wasn't me. I just got here. Yeah, so. is that right? Yeah. Let's see if Come Go With Me is still playing underneath us here. Oh, no, it's over. Ah, oh, shit. Damn. Unless it's a nine-minute song, right. I would be... Uh, I was playing the extended dance floor cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eventually, four on the floor. The top know, box goes cut, down, as we and, call it. Yeah, right. So that's a that was amazing. I can't believe that he showed up. He that's showed so up, yeah. what a treat. Out of nowhere. What a treat. That's yeah. incredible. I'm so I'm so happy about that. I PJ, welcome to the show. Thanks, Peter. This is our this is our first episode Post- on the other side. Post pet sounds. This is new. This is new frontier. PPS for the for the for the, for the boys. Yeah. The Beach Boys. It's new frontier for us. The Beach Boys. Boys. Yeah. The Beach Boys. Boys. That, that's that's actually why I asked uh, Talkbox Peter to show yeah. up. I think since we, you know, we need something to freshen up the show a little bit. <laughs> we've talked about pet sounds. We've talked yeah. about party, and I just yeah. think we needed we need something new. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So just, I asked him to come over. Just like the Beach Boys wanted sort of a, a back-to-basic sound. Yeah. Uh, once the smile sessions fell apart, mm-hmm. sort of, it, it's sort of the opposite for us. Once our bread and yeah. butter. We got to up that is, production. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Our yeah. production value is only going to go up from here on out. We're, this show's production is the inverse of Brian Wilson's. Yeah. Where the worse he gets, the better and more advanced we get. Yeah. And but, that's purposeful. It's sort of a commentary on the history of the band, you know? Yeah. But subtle for real fans so that they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what, PJ? We're really a show, and I'm glad Talkbox PJ showed up for an appearance because we're really a show for everybody. We are. Fans Fans of any style of music, fans of any member of the Beach Boys can find a home here. Uh, fans of any era will understand that we will shit on all eras equally. And, you know. Except for one, yeah. Except for that one record? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I tried. I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I said on the Pet Sounds show, but I went into it skeptical, thinking it wasn't going to yeah. be as good as I remembered. But but then it was. There's not, unfortunately, anything to talk down. It's an un, it's an unflappable record. It's an unfortunately good record. It's It's always bothered me how good it is, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, why? Yeah. Why could someone produce something that was inarguably really good and then immediately get oh no just that yeah <laughs> just okay. why could he make something so good yeah it you just know, has always bothered me there, there's only one thing that i have to say about that album and it's pet sounds pet sounds pet sounds <laughs> peas are really popping today yeah we don't we're using yeah no newer microphones no filters on these babies no pet sounds oh that's a good that's a good plosive there uh there's not a lot of talk box on this on pet on sounds. pet sounds. There's yeah. almost none. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I there's definitely say, the theremin, which is on close. I just wasn't made for these times. Yeah, there might be talk box. There's not on Caroline. No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe at the end of Caroline. How How do you think oh, that would sound? Caroline. I don't know. Is talk box DJ still around? Could he tell us? Oh, he might still be around. He might be. Okay. I don't know. PJ's gonna go see if he's if he's around. Yeah, uh, he's just he's, he's just, just in the other room. Right yeah. Now, oh, so, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks, thanks, Talk Box DJ. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for, yeah, that's not yeah. exactly the tune of that song, in, no, as far as I remember no. it from last week. But it, it, it still it did give us a glimpse into an alternate reality yeah. where Brian became obsessed with the Talk Box oh. in 1966. Oh, he wants to come back. He oh, thought, he thought. He okay, thought you were thinking of a different. Eventually, song. he's gonna have to stop. He just keeps running in from the bathroom. I don't know why he's in the bathroom so much. I don't think those were the words. I don't know. Uh, Caroline, no baby, please don't do this. Was that what, was that I what talk about? Yeah, saying? yeah. I don't. I don't know that. I think aside just, from Caroline and no. I think he just wanted to come and try it, you know, mm-hmm. Brian falsetto style. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that works. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so I'm glad. I'm so yeah. You're. Right. I, I'm glad that he showed up, and I'm yeah. glad that our production value is going to get better. Yeah. We're also going to get, uh, you know, back into. It's a it's a meteoric rise and a amazingly fast fall for the Beach Boys yeah. because yeah. we are almost immediately back into arguably not good albums again yeah <laughs> which is incredible uh because it's a shame that that they dropped off so fast and then i know what's coming up later where yeah i think a lot of older people would be like yeah, and then they made a great comeback but they that they comeback did. is going to be yeah. worse than any of their late 60s yeah. stuff I, it's just I would think. sad to know that they they have met their peak but they met they met their peak they shook hand they nice firm handshake with their peak yeah and then Slapped each other on the ass, walked out the door. Yeah, yeah and that's uh, it it's gonna be fun to shit on their records again. Ah, I think. Oh, you're making me sad. There's only one I can think of in like the next five that I'm gonna be. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm gonna hate. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna hate any of them, but there's gonna yeah. be more to shit on than I think. Mm. That's fine. Oh I, yeah. I, oh yeah. I really like. There's part, gonna be a lot to hate. I really liked today. Yeah. I really liked Pet Sounds. Yeah. Oh, how was your day today? What What happened? Just been hanging out with. Talkbox PJ. Mm, yeah, yeah. Talkbox PJ. He's yeah. a good hang. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys go out to eat? Yeah. Did he put his Talkbox straw into the cup? Well, his jaw is wired out? shut, oh, so okay. he has to get he has to oh, get damn. like steaks blended up. Oh, okay. So there's only one Whoa. restaurant in town that'll do that. Yeah. S- Steak and shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there, man. Yeah. Here's yeah. <laughs> Subway works too though. Yeah. It's always nice that they keep uh like a bucket. A blended shake in the back just for him. Yeah. He t- he knows the, the thing manager, is they, I think. They have to put it on bread, I, which, you know, so he defeats just, a certain... So, so he, he puts just, a straw in between the bread and just sucks it out from the bread? Yeah. That's really... That's a waste of bread, man. I, that not, you know what? Is it a loaf they were going to throw away the other day, or like yeah, the day before, and then just kept it for him because they knew it didn't matter? You know, it could have been... I, I just don't know what that situation is. I just know yeah. that those sandwich artists, they will not not put something on a piece of bread that's true yeah. they, they aren't allowed to i mean i know subway did wraps for a hot second there um did it go or something flatbread like this? Or my something? name is subway and i'm here to say i like to party in a footlong way was it something like that is yeah. that how the wraps were yeah yeah that's yeah. exactly how it was and they did uh like flatbread and like uh english muffin birthday sandwiches too and uh did you say english muffin birthday sandwiches yeah you could yeah. only get one on your birthday you had to show a driver's license or a state id that makes sense. Passport? Or a social security card, but they kept that if you gave it to them. So, yeah. yeah. Not many people did that. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Unless I really wanted an English muffin birthday sandwich. You'd have to really want it to give up yeah. your social security card. It'd be amazing if you. I mean, it's only <laughs> a, once in a, that bad. a once in a year. Exactly. Although, that gives you 11 months 
29 days to get a new social security card, which is a long time. You know, That's I think true. you could get it done. If you need I've it heard to. that you can only get like two or three of those in your lifetime, or maybe oh, that sounds like you're only going to get two or three breakfast sandwiches oh, in your lifetime. Man. I know. Well, that's why the government does that is because Subway and them have a backdoor deal <laughs> because cahoots. Subway they lost too many, too much money on those breakfast sandwich deals over the years. That makes sense. Yeah. And so now they um they made a deal with the government so that they would limit the social security because people used to just. Get a sandwich, get a new social security card, and go back every year for their whole lives. Oh, man. And both the government and Subway Fucking, were like, we can't keep doing this. Fucking boomers have to ruin it for all of us, yeah, man. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Speaking as a former sandwich artist myself, yeah. Um, we we got a lot of those people, and we were like, ugh. Like, yeah. my manager one day came in. <laughs> my manager one day came in, and she said she was just, like, wiping sweat off her brow. And we said, what? Why are you... Why are you wiping? Why are you? Why do you look so relieved? Why are you? Like you look like. Why just, are you using a loaf of the honey whole wheat to yeah. dab your sweat off your she brow? Looked, she looked so happy, and she was just like ah, like sighing in a, in a happy way. And so we were all gathered around, and we said, "Manager, Miss Manager, tell us why you're so happy." And she sat us down, crisscross applesauce, and of said, uh, "The government today passed Sorry, the law." On this podcast, we say Indian style, ten little Indian style. Yeah. Um. And so, and she said, today the government passed a bill into law that limits the amount of social security cards that you can get in your life to two or three. And <laughs> they weren't sure still. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not even sure now, honestly. No. Yeah. And so, to two or three, so that means that we. And so, well, then one person, the fucking show off, raised her hand. Yeah. And was like, oh, is that what does that mean for our breakfast sandwich deal? And she went, good question. That's why I'm so relieved. Less people. Yeah. Yeah. Less of them. That yeah. makes sense. I forgot. I got that fired you... later that day yeah. <laughs> for stealing soda from the machine. What kind of soda were you stealing? Well, it didn't matter. I mean, it was Orange Fanta, but it didn't yeah. matter because we were supposed to use the little like cups that they had there, which are like those little plastic water cups that right. you have like beside a cooler at work or something. Well, you were at work. Well, yeah, but like they weren't those. They were like the water cups that you would get if you went to a fast food restaurant. You know, yeah. those little plastic clear ones. We were only supposed to drink soda out of those so we didn't drink too much. And they caught me filling a take-home growler. Yeah. <laughs> so you could stay up all night and play Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was that was back when Fanta Orange was caffeinated, which was a good day. Yeah. I forgot that days. your alma mater was uh, Sandwich University. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I got a BA, BFA, actually, in Sandwich. Big fat ass. <laughs> Bachelor of Fine Arts, friend. That's offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. You're offending a lot of fine artists out there. A lot of fine asses. <laughs> a lot of fat asses, too. Yeah. Get off your fat ass and get a fine arts degree. Yeah, go eat but Subway. Dad, but Do you dad. think Marie ever told that to Carl? Butt Dad? Butt Dad, yeah. Probably. Hey, don't call me Butt Dad. Like a don't call me Shirley kind of. Yeah. Murray was, he was a cut up man. He was so And funny. then he did his signature move where every time he tells a joke, he goes, rah, 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 and then uh, smacks the back of his head and his eye pops out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And then Moon walked back into his <laughs> room and shut the door. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, you'd hear him jerking off really loud yeah. to porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So today. <laughs> So, um, this is going to be a <laughs> lot. Bullshitting this, around here. This is going to be a very talky episode is really the only reason that I'm moving us along because we are doing a three. What, 
what kind of episodes are gonna be? Not a talk boxy episode. Oh, okay. Now don't yeah. Talk box PJ got so excited from across the room. Yeah. He sprinted out of the bathroom, hands wet, still, and was like, He's trying know, to get that tube down. His talk box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying really hard, and uh, and I had to wave him off. So now yeah. he's back in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now I hear like a, a hair dryer going for some reason, and the faucet running. That's, he's gonna electrocute himself. That's so dangerous. He'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Especially with the talk box. That's a lot That's of electricity move. around a lot of water. Oh, now he's filling the bathtub. Oh, oh put the God. toaster away, bud. You can't eat toast in the bathtub. <laughs> he's just, he has no boundaries when it comes. He's going to he's gonna electrocute himself someday. But He just doesn't understand. You know, I'm, I'm glad he's living his life to the fullest, you know? Well, that's true, because who among us hasn't ever wanted toast when you're in the bathtub? And yeah. you're like, oh, but mom said no when I was a kid. Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's what he I told say. me that earlier. That's what I say every time I go out drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Moving on. There's a lot of talking today, because we're going to do kind of a three-parter, uh, where we talk about the Good Vibrations single where we talk right. about the smile sessions and their premature abortion and <laughs> the you phrased it like that in our text and I was hoping that you would phrase it like that on yeah. the podcast yeah and the release uh eventual release of smiley smile in fall of 1967 so there's a lot to get through and right. kind of same disclaimer as our pet sounds episode last week people know so I don't know. don't rag on us. I mean, we'll get into a lot of the good stuff, but like again, just like with pet sounds, to comprehensively cover this period, we could like just read a whole book on air, you know? So right. It's gonna be this is interesting to due me, to though, the format because this is something I don't know anything about. So you will find this very interesting. Though. Yeah. Okay. So whereas I feel like pet sounds, everybody knows that up, like it's that's crazy production. Yeah. This one, I feel like. If you're not super into the Beach Boys, you don't know about it, really. You'll be, yeah, you'll be helped a little bit just by um, seeing that Paul Dana movie, actually. Yeah. But what was that called again? Love and Mercy. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. You, thank you, thank you. So the um, Good Vibrations album sleeve looks super 80s, like insanely 80s. That is from very 1966. 80s, yeah. So if you'll remember from last week when we were talking about Pet Sounds, Good Vibrations was part of the Pet Sounds sessions. Yeah. And then wasn't included on the album because Brian didn't feel that it was done yet, uh, although the other Beach Boys were kind of confused and wanted it to be on the record. Um, let's see. It would have felt really weird on that record. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work on the next record either, but that's no. okay. Um, it's one of those, like, well, we'll kind of get to it, but they should have just let it be a single. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, but it was released, so Pet Sounds came out in May. Right, right. Uh, right. That summer, Capitol released that Beach Boys best of record because Pet Sounds wasn't selling well. And then in October, uh, Good Vibrations was released. October 10th, 1966. Uh, it became a number one hit. It sold well over a million records. Um, it was sense. an absolute smash. This was post-Revolver uh, and post-Pet Sound, so like there wasn't. And then pre-the like the 67 psychedelic music revolution. Right. So it really owned the last half of 1966. What was the name of that? Best of, just the best of. Ooh, the Beach Boys. I believe it was just the Beach Boys best of or something okay. along those lines. Very. Uh, let's see. I can actually tell you in one moment. Best of the Beach Boys is what it was called. All right. So, um, I just would. I'm curious to look at the track listing. Oh yeah. Uh, I kind of would be too, but we're gonna do the best ofs and compilations in a while. Right. 
episode, but it's fine. Um, so and it it owned the back half of 1966 to to the degree that in an NME, which was pre Rolling Stone, the music yeah. magazine in the world. It, um, I mean, it's still it's still going. It's still up there, but yeah. um, but NME an NME blah, that's hard to say. Readers poll NME. had the Beach Boys number one as like the best band in 1966. So and they're also it's, remember they're it's an English yeah. based record or magazine. So between Pet Sounds oh, and Good Vibrations, right. I was gonna say it's weird that they. <clears throat> s- yeah, that makes sense. That <clears throat> should I clear my throat more on mic next time or if you could just get real deep yeah. into it okay it makes sense that uh i was gonna say it's really shitty that they got the best band without pet sounds selling well but if it was if it's english i mean yeah sense. like yeah. Uh, obviously you know it was available in the u.s so like, right. probably americans voted but being primarily a british magazine but anyway so like it was kind of a good bump for them though to some degree because yeah. pet sounds everyone was really sad after um, and so then, but then Good Vibrations had them rolling and the Beach Boys pretty immediately embarked on a European tour to take advantage of Pet Sounds d- selling well over there. Yeah. Um, and Brian, who still wasn't touring, immediately went back into the studio to work on his next record. So. And at this point, was he still working on Good Vibrations as well? No, this is after it was released. Okay. So like this, this fall. Sorry, this yeah. was after. Okay. No problem. So, oh, yeah, I do have just a couple, like, fast fact things about Good Vibrations. Um, they don't have to be fast. This is a so podcast about the there Beach was, Boys. <laughs> I'll try and get these. I know I know we have other stuff to talk about, so I will just, I'll just burn through these. Uh, so it took seven months to make from the first take in February of 1966 okay. to October, from first take to release. Right. I thought you meant the smiley smile, and I was like, Oh, no. What? Yeah. Good Vibrations. <laughs> yeah. There was okay. over 90 hours of tape recorded jesus christ it cost somewhere in the range of 50 to seventy-five thousand dollars in 1966 money compared to pet sounds which had a seventy thousand dollar budget holy shit yeah and remember how like lush and crazy pet sounds was yeah <laughs> wow um and apparently pet sounds I mean, costing they... 70 grand was insanely high for an album yeah. on the time well, for I mean, the time they had to pay so, for like, like spending all of the studio single. musicians yeah well we're there for yeah hours upon hours so in this kind of the reason it took so long aside from brian being an insane perfectionist is that this was the first um track brian worked on and this method that he called like it's either it's kind of generally called a song cycle yeah the komari method of folding um i don't think that's her real name what is her name konami the konami code no uh hammurabi's code i remember that i for eye tooth for tooth baby anyway so it was the first like song cycle or pocket symphony is what he called it track Mm -hmm. that he worked on but where he would record different moods what he called them because he was a person who you know like heard his music in his head like that Yeah, Yeah. yeah so he would record different moods and then splice them together into one track was the idea behind Good Vibrations. But it was supposed to come across a little bit like a classical symphony where there's movements and like there yeah. are melodies that reoccur, but like it's not like a chorus. Like even if a melody reoccurs in classical music, it comes back in a different way. Yeah, It doesn't come back like in a, oh yeah, now the violins are playing this again and it's like this big yeah. chorus we're back to. Like the melody will get repeated 
in a different key or in like a minor key or something. So he took inspiration from that and recorded all of these parts separately. So basically recorded like eight different songs and then spliced them together right. into this Didn't you record melange. it like a bunch of different studios as well? Yeah. At least two, right? Yeah. He recorded at a few different studios. Um, and yeah, Mike Love remembers doing 25 to 30 takes of like very specific vocal yeah. lines to get them absolutely perfect. Um, so anyway, so good vibration. We should just listen to it real quick, and then there's kind of an interesting-ish little, um, like little thing that takes you through the uh, what are you gonna call it? Different sections of good vibrations. So where did it go? Good vibration. Is the single version different than the studio version on Smiley Smile? Exact same. That's what I thought. There was only yeah. one version until of it. the Smile sessions. Yeah. Deluxe thing in 2011. Just, there was only ever one version okay. of it, yeah. So this is the verse section. And the way the sunlight plays upon her head. This is Brian, by the way. This one splits between Mike and Brian, right? Yeah. Then and this, this is, is the Mike. refrain, yeah. And this is Mike. And the theremin played by its inventor, which I actually did not know that fact. That is, yeah, the fucking coolest. Like thing Brian ever. was the first person to go, "Hey, you should uh, show up to the studio tomorrow." And he went, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, classic Beach Boys song. It's like actually good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is one of those like like a uh, Help Me Ronda or whatever that just legitimately never gets old to listen to. Yeah. I I like keep thinking I'm bored of it and then I'll hear it again and go, no, it's still amazing. So yeah. it helps. I think I think the the only problem that I have with it is um it's just overplayed, which so, like you were saying. Yeah. Because it is the, like, one easy single from the later yeah. Beach Boys era that's not, like, well, the surf singles. And I think it, it almost no, like, song from Pet Sounds gets played no. individually, like, yeah. on the radio or something. I mean, uh, Caroline No was their lead single for that record. Yeah, which is crazy to yeah. me. Um, and so I think this is, like, such a genius song. Yeah. And then First so digression, they, they, they took the it from that era and just overplayed. Yeah. And, like, I still think it's a good song. It's just I wish people would, like... Calm down on it a little bit. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Performing this live. Yeah, they Holy could. shit. I yeah. mean, they do it they now, try, though. But Mike Love does. Well, yeah, but. I don't know how good it is. It's not good. <laughs> I do know how good it is. And so. Um, Second digression. This part fucking rules. Yeah. The breakdown is really great. I love that. Like, this song is so worth all of the investment in it. Yeah. I mean, it is a masterpiece of a yeah. pop song. Yeah. It ha- it has to be, like, the most produced pop song of all time, yeah? You got to think so? Yeah. You would have to think so? You got to keep those low and good vibrations. And it is, th- like... 
there are other things on Smiley Smile that we'll get into where he tries to do a similar thing with like the, again. Yeah. With the like different segments yeah. of a song. But this one is so like you can tell that there are different sections to it, but it's yeah. blended so nicely into one song. Whereas And then the coda man. This oh, cello the, is the so cello. good. And then the theremin on top of the yeah. cello. Yeah. It is the like one of the few like theremin solos that sounds like holy shit theremins are yeah. dope like it's such a yeah yeah it's fantastic like zeppelin used a theremin and it was fine yeah so good vibrations it's a good song it's fine i'm just kidding it's fantastic um so uh yeah oh and then just to give you another idea of the ridiculousness of the song like the wikipedia page for it is seriously like three times as long as the pet sounds yeah the one for a whole Does it say, album. and I don't know it's if so I brought annoying. this up on the podcast. I've, we've talked about it. The Good Vibrations or the Pet Sounds? A Wikipedia little bit of both. Page. Oh, okay. No, 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 not the Wikipedia Which page. Which Wikipedia page do I have to control F, PJ? Does it say anything about why the fuck Mike Love is wearing those weird gloves? <laughs> because it, do yourself a favor. I totally go to YouTube forgot. and look up the, the, the making of Pet Sounds. And you'll probably because they didn't want to touch any of those pot those reefer smoking lefties um and he's just wearing a hat which i get like wearing a weird hat and then gloves in the studio the very first thing that comes to his cans wearing these weird golf gloves it's so weird sorry go ahead no i just like did you actually accidentally type in love no i typed in the correct thing but i the very first thing that comes up is people also ask, who is Mike Love's wife? <laughs> also, there's a noisy article about how Mike Love is kind of an asshole. Yeah. And it's like... Because he is. Yeah, but it's all bad Mike Love shit. Like it's saying during the recording of Pet Sounds, Mike Love... Um, he didn't said, understand why who's going to hear this so shit, the ears yeah. of a dog. Brian L- Wilson would later use this as inspiration. And then Love later claimed he was the one that came up with the album title. But like as we talked yeah. about in our last episode, there are like seven different stories of who came up with the title and why. And there doesn't seem to be from. any animosity. Based and no, on exactly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So and then they also say, <laughs> they also say he's an asshole for suing Brian in the '90s for songwriting credits, even though his contributions were quote laughably minimal. If they were that small, he wouldn't have fucking won that case, man. I don't know. Like he won the case it. for a reason. He wins the case because he did. Like, yeah. He helped. Um. Like and definitely in a way where he should have gotten fucking paid for it you know yeah. like even if it's minimal he uh, yeah that's i'm not a mike love fan but that article is just dumb okay uh it's a good thing we got sidetracked there for a while um honestly i don't know that's kind of all i have to say about good vibrations yeah. again we could talk about it for an hour but i'm more interested in talking about the smile sessions yeah let's do it that's much more interesting to me i mean i think it, it's like the pet sounds thing we went through pet sounds because it's a great album and we yeah. felt like we needed to but oh, like yeah. we can't yeah. talk about good vibrations for that long. We literally could, if I had felt like yeah. being a research hound, could have done but like a whole episode not, on it. We're not adding anything to the conversation. I just want to do smile. You know. Okay, so smile, smiley so, smile or smile. The smile sessions. So after uh, Pet Sounds came out, and after Good Vibrations came out, do you want to borrow the talk box? <laughs> no, I think. Okay. I think talk box PJ can rest easy. It's going to be talking we'll like see. normal talking in a in a normal voice. Are you saying that he doesn't talk normal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 
I'm pretty ab- or ableist against Talkbox PJ. It's kind of racist. It, well, I know it's ableist. Well, he's but. of Spanish descent, so. Oh, okay. oh I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and this might just be right. He looks so white, you know. I had yeah, no idea. I mean, yeah. He stays inside a lot practicing Oh, okay. His yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Good for him. Um, okay, so now I'm confused. Does Talkbox PJ, does he have the Talkbox because he cannot speak? Or does he have the Talkbox just out of a choice to only speak out of a Talkbox? Oh, because his jaw is wired. His jaw is wired. I see. Yeah. But he chose to walk around with a guitar and a Talkbox pedal. Well, he makes Rather than have like him, a Stephen baby. Hawking style, you know, setup where it's just a little machine. Well, he doesn't always have his jaw wired shut. He's just doing it to lose weight. Just now. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. How long? He's been doing that for a while then because... Since I met him, his jaw's been wired shut. I thought it was a permanent thing. I mean, he kind of likes it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He likes being... He's down to like 90 pounds now. It's yeah. pretty scary. He he likes looking like uh, Jaws from James Bond. Jaws from James Bond? Yeah. Yeah. Not in the size or looks category, though, but only in the having your jaw wired shut Exactly, yes. Got it. Yeah. So in that way, he also likes looking like Tina from Napoleon Dynamite. Does she get her jaw wired shut in that movie? Am I thinking of a different You're thinking movie? of Sasquatch Gang. Yes. Yeah. Is it Tina? I don't remember her no. name. No. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the Sasquatch Man. Gang. The Justin Long classic, Sasquatch I, Gang. I love that movie. Dr. Uh, oh, what was his name? I wrote a whole thing about him in high school because we had to write like a narrative story. Dr. Who? So I wrote about Dr. Artemis Snodgrass is oh. the Sasquatch expert played by Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So after Pet Sounds came out, the Beach Boys got... Uh, a PR agent who had worked for the Beatles and the Rolling Stones at certain points um, to like help their image basically and like help promote them, especially overseas since Pet Sounds was selling well. So he started this ad campaign that would appear in uh, like music magazines and stuff declaring Brian Wilson is a genius. Yeah. Um, So, and then Brian, when he was working on smile had a quote that, a really famous quote saying our next album will be better than pet sounds. It will be as much an improvement over pet sounds as that one was over summer days and summer nights. Um, wow. which I think he means today, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like uh, that along with some other stuff we're going to get into upped the anticipation of smile to just an insane degree. Right. Like the, there is a common like modern music, history theory that just no matter what the album would have been if it had come out it would have been a disappointment just because people were so like insanely frothing over it yeah Yeah. because again remember like the newest beatles album had come out almost a year before pet sounds was kind of a flop although like really critically acclaimed and among musicians really acclaimed and so like there was not another group and so the idea that Brian Wilson was like going to beat the Beatles to the punch and make the next amazing rock record. Just yeah. had everyone on the edge of their seat and, and like the, kind of a literal way, like any music fan yeah. was so goddamn excited. Yeah. And then the, did this album come out before or after revolver? Which album? Smiley smile, smiley smile. A revolver came out before pet sounds. Sorry, not revolver. Um, Oh, Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant after Peppers. that's it, what I meant. smiley I'm smile sorry. came out after Sergeant Peppers. Okay which we will get to in a moment. Okay. So anyway, so to prepare for the smile sessions, Brian Wilson bought $10,000 worth of weed and hash. Sounds like he installed a hot box tent in his (laughs) Beverly Hills home. Installed a tent. 
Yeah, he, like so he set up a tent. He set up a tent inside to hotbox yeah. and, ha- and hold meetings in. I'm surprised it wasn't a teepee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might not have been big enough. Also, but it might have been one of those tents that like hangs from the ceiling, you know, in your oh. house, like that, like kids would use or whatever. Like it yeah, might have been something like those that. Those are pretty cool. And then he also moved a piano into a sandbox in his living room. I knew that part for inspiration. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So, and Van Dyke Parks, the fella who wrote all of Pet Sounds with him, at yeah. this point was all ready to sit down and write the next great album with him. Yeah. Um. So another thing. So he and Van Dyke Parks sat down to write. Which is, uh, I don't think we talked about how cool of a name that is. Yeah. Maybe we did. It's confusing to read like online because mm-hmm. Van Dyke should be his last name. Yeah. And so then it's really confusing like on sef- second reference that it's Parks. I, r- I wrote it wrong as Parks Van Dyke a lot in my notes. Yeah. I'll just say that. So Brian also was very into LSD at this point. Um, well, who like, wasn't? Full on. I mean, so he was before Pet Sounds, obviously, because we yeah. had to hang on to your ego. But like for a while, he was just having this guy over like once a week to bring him LSD and trip with him. Yeah, uh, which is fun. He also Wait, again and Brian Wilson went crazy after this. <laughs> he was also doing a bunch of barbiturates and then also the weed and hash. Yeah. Um. Apparently, he got his first auditory hallucination, which the film Love and Mercy describes or shows in a really interesting way. Yeah. Where he would, it's what it sounds like, I guess. He would hallucinate, but just hearing things. Um, and it was like music or something that... Anyway, he got his first auditory hallucination, hallucination uh, a week after he first took LSD and then kept taking it a bunch, so... Yeah, that maybe seems like a mistake. Yeah. So um, there's some interesting stories about Brian um, in terms of being... Okay, so while the Beach Boys were gone touring at through the end of 1966 he was fairly productive when it was just him in van dyke's park they were doing a lot of drugs but he had most of the instrumentals ready to go like with pet sounds so that when the beach boys got back from touring they could just start on the vocals right um so he was mostly done with at least his rough idea of the record instrumentally and everything and they had the lyrics written um and all of that so when the Beach Boys got back, though, they were really weirded out by his music because it was even it was more different than Pet Sounds. LSD, yeah. It was he was really influenced by like um, by sound effects records and by like comedy records and by like children's records. And so he wanted Which to make like a weird tell in like Smiley Smile. He wanted to make a record like quote about laughter basically (laughs) like the healing power of laughter was his idea um and then also around the same time he also wanted to make other records about health and fitness (laughs) and he also just wanted to make a straight up sound effects record um i would love to hear a brian wilson sound effects record yeah so um so when the beach boys came back they were really weirded out about it and he was really bothered by it both because he was stoned out of his mind and because he's a sensitive dude and so it like really, really bugged him and threw yeah. him off that they were all so upset. Um, and then also through the end of 1966, um, since the anticipation was so high for the record, they were getting tons of press. So there were a bunch of journalists from not Rolling Stone yet, but pretty much any other major music magazine. There was like right. a CBS documentary crew that came to his studio for a while to like hang out with him. And then is there just still like, footage of that? I'm not sure. It's a good yeah. question. And so then there's also like 
just other famous music people hanging around. Brian is expanding his circle to include just a bunch of weird, like, you know, mantra giver, uh, astrology type people who just hang around to get stoned and, you know, tell Brian about how bad smog is and stuff. Like, well, smog is pretty um, bad. Well, yeah. I'm not discounting their advice, Peter, but smog is bad. His group just gets really eclectic and weird. And who's the weirdest one? It becomes who's the weirdest one? Brian. Yeah, and it results in him just feeling a ton of pressure, and basically there's just too many people around from him. Yeah, and so and a lot of like there's a good quote from um his wife Marilyn. At some point, that was just like Brian was really trying to work on this record he thought was amazing, while everyone else kind of just like patted him on the head and went, "Sure, Brian, whatever." Yeah, like and so he was just really fucked up about it, basically. So when the Beach Boys got came, came back, uh, it did not help because they were not that into it, and everyone got high. Carl has a great <laughs> has a quote that said, "To get that album out, someone would have needed willingness and perseverance to corral all of us. Everyone was so loaded all the time; it was no wonder." And Denny was hanging out with a, you know, yeah. murderer. Yeah. So, um, and the drugs really put like a line in the sand between them because Al and Mike were pretty damn straight edge, at yeah. least in terms of. LSD and stuff like they would smoke but um whereas Carl and Denny and Brian were all pretty down to just do whatever and so Al and Mike were like hanging out trying to be like guys let's record this album right and then Brian would spend all day trying to you know figure out four notes on the piano kind of thing yeah you Al called it being trapped in an insane asylum (laughs) (laughs) so um so at some point Brian um was warned to beware of hostile vibrations by his astrologer. Oh. So he spent three days in bed eating candy bars and smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, at another point, he We've was positive that, that there's a track called Fire from the Smile Sessions that was not released. Um, uh, and so while he was working on that, there was a fire in their neighborhood. This and was he after became, Good Vibrations came out, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. This is all like late 66, early 67. So that motherfucker who told him, to look out for bad oh, vibrations. Well, yeah. That's some real horse shit. I think the idea, vibrations was just like a cool hippie buzzword at the moment, I think, though. Um, so, Brian, oh, yeah. Brian also became convinced that his song called Fire um, was responsible for starting fires in his neighborhood because, hmm. like, someone's house burned down. So, he was worried about that for a while and stopped recording that piece of music. Yeah. Um, during the sessions for that song, by the way, Brian made all of the musicians wear Tory fireman hats, and that was apparently one moment where Parks Van Dyke or Van Dyke Parks went, "I'm out of here, guys!" Yeah. And like <laughs> he, you know, slowly, steadily that... stopped hanging out with them and yeah. moved on. That's what those pictures of all of them wearing fireman's hats are from. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I thought um, that was just a goofy little bit they were doing. He canceled a uh, string session that was costing three thousand dollars. Uh, because the room had a negative atmosphere. Uh, he was convinced... He just sounds like an asshole white girl. Kind of. He was convinced that Murray and Phil Spector had people following him, so he hired PIs <laughs> to follow both of them. That's amazing. Um, Which apparently there is some evidence that at least Murray was having someone follow him at the time. So he wasn't See, like See, I totally was going to say crazy. I wouldn't put it past Phil Spector to have somebody huh? following him. Yeah, right. Because that guy was goddamn um, insane. He also apparently the weirdest, maybe the weirdest one out of all of this is his good friend, um, who we'll get to in a minute, is pretty involved with the band. His good friend painted a portrait of Brian. And gave it to Brian, and Brian was convinced that the portrait stole his soul, and so he stopped hanging out with that guy. <laughs> That's amazing. 
I so, love Brian Wilson at this point. I mean, yes, but it's also like, on the other hand, it like really, really disturbed everyone else. Yeah. Everyone well, in I mean, the band. He sounds like a, you know, you have you ever, I mean, we're in Anaheim, so you've been to LA, I assume. Of course. It's like the bums on the street, like yelling the weirdest shit out. And bum, I'm sorry for the term, but. Hobos. Uh, yeah. Those hobo- Ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> yeah. But like those, those crazy homeless people that are just like screaming the weirdest shit out. That's exactly what he's doing. A little bit. It's just like, that the painting stole my soul. <laughs> There's so, a fire. I wrote a song about yeah. fire. Uh-uh. So know. like on the sad side though, like, you know, we know now Brian, like, had just legitimate mental issues. Yeah. And the LSD and weed were not helping at all. Well, yeah, he's schizophrenic, um, is that right? Or something, s- like, something that? like that. Yeah. yeah, now I forget exactly from yeah. that Love and Mercy movie. I, I, w- I would has, doubt that LSD would help. Um, so, like, so Mike was really bothered by it, and he has some quote from, like, later in the 70s about, like, that, like, they didn't know what it was. He's, like, in yeah. the 60s, we had no idea what mental illness was. So, like, we all knew he was going like crazy but didn't know what to do about it or that like anything could be done like they just all thought it was drugs i guess shrug which i mean is also a fair assumption if he's taking that much lsd and then like bruce johnston who was around for this recording but is not on the record very much um because he didn't like hanging out with them he has a quote hearing the tracks from smile like later in life and saying he doesn't feel any joy listening to them i feel uncomfortable i can hear brian disintegrating the music was cool, but it's always tinged with that reality of yeah. like everything being I awful mean, and scary, and like not Brian's even, legitimately just a crazy yeah. person now. I mean, not even being there for the recording session, you can hear that on Smiley Smile. Like, yeah. there's some things where it's just like, what the fuck is happening there? Yeah, it's very clearly the ramblings of an insane person. Yeah. So, but and so, what's fun is that like while this kind of stuff was happening, Brian was being followed around by more and more people because everyone was like. You know, Brian Wilson's this genius. Let's yeah. go spend got, a moment in his presence. Published. And he would do, you know, he'd be the, like, 60s hippie who would have just 20 people hanging out in his house at any time doing drugs. Yeah. I um, think Brian Wilson could have easily been a Charles Manson figure. Maybe. I mean, if he was more, like, in control of... If I he was more he, charismatic, he was, I guess, like, yeah. more in control... Not. Even, I don't even think he had to be charismatic because he had other stuff working for him. But I think just the people following him around and, like, the genuine craziness that's yeah. going on so there are some like kind of differing accounts um from people who were in their circle at the time saying that like the stuff like putting the tent in his living room was like just fun everyone was like yeah. oh this is a cool funky idea uh and another guy said that like brian he thought like was working better on drugs and like was more focused um and that um to some degree, like if you look back at it, it was an incredibly long time to not release a record in the sixties. But now, like yeah. losing six months only recording it's, this record is like not that long. It just seems so yeah. long at the time. Because they were putting out three records a year. So when Brian went back into the studio in fall sixty seven or bleh, fall sixty six. Uh Capital immediately went, Great, new album's coming. What about for Christmas, Brian? <laughs> Um, and so, but obviously wasn't getting done by then because yeah. like the Beach Boys didn't even get back till the end of the year to record vocals, so they pushed it back to like mid January. That obviously didn't happen, and then it basically just get get kept getting pushed back like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And Brian 
at that point still wasn't even delivering the single, which was Heroes and Villains, which yeah. they had known was supposed to be the single this whole time. So, um, so by the mid spring, like March, April time in 67, their manager, who is the guy who painted the portrait of Brian. Yeah. Um, what's his name? David Anderl or Anderly. I don't know how to pronounce it. So he and Mike were working on them starting their own record label instead of working under capital so that they would have longer to work on their records and not have this ridiculous insistence to have like two or three albums a year every time. So he and Mike started working on that in the spring. But what ended up happening is they ended up having to sue capital basically to get out from under their contract and to get their royalties paid from capital. Yeah. And so, but then capital just, it turned into a standoff where smile wasn't released yet. And so capital was like, well, we aren't going to pay you till you turn in smile. But if they turned in smile, then capital would like pay them. Then they start their own label and they wouldn't own smile. Yeah. So they couldn't really smile because of the standoff that they decided to start. And so like, to some degree, that's the kind of agreed upon actual reason smile didn't come out is just that yeah. then for like two months it was like done or could have been done but they just couldn't work on it because brian couldn't go to the studio because capital wasn't paying for it and so like it all work ceased basically yeah and then in early may this was just still going on and brian decided to give up on finishing the record because he was just down about it and then like two weeks later sergeant peppers came out which really just put the nail in the coffin because brian went well i can't top that so why yeah. even bother and so it just all disappeared into the ether that see and that thing is not unique to the beach boys that is like a very common thing with the record i wrote a whole research paper on it yeah. um that was like super common for oh yeah even intel no, for like, sure recently and so like it was just and it was a good idea, and they have their own label or had their own label in the late '60s and worked at a one album a year pace, which is pretty normal for back then. Yeah, not which is, crazy yeah. at all. Um, and even like took a year off once, I think. Um, the, what? I believe 1971. They don't have a record, although now we're gonna get a lot of mail. But yeah. Um, so it was just bad timing. Like they just should not have done that. They should have either done it way earlier or way later. Um. So, Brian gave up, and he essentially, uh, well, after Smiley Smile, he essentially loses all ambition to make music anymore. He sticks around, yeah. like, he keeps his head enough to finish Smiley Smile, because he knows that they need and a record so to get out from is, under the thing. This is something we don't know, why they changed the name, and didn't just name it Smile. Oh, uh, well, they couldn't name it Smile. Okay, so at this point, Capital had made and released like a promotional album sleeve for Smile. Okay. So, so they, they made the little, the... the the record with the little storefront on it yeah. and like the cartoony. Um, they had made those. They had made like a 12-page like photo book to go along with it and lyric book and stuff. Like they had all that ready to go. They were just like waiting on the album. And then obviously everything went to shit. And they had like sent out promotional copies of that, that kind of thing. Like they were taking out ads in like late 66 to go smiles, the new record. Here's the cover, like look for it in stores kind of shit. Right. Um, so yeah, so they could not name it smile. I, I do not know why they decided to name it a almost the exact yeah, same name. Exactly. It's annoying. 
because any album yeah. they would have released would have drawn comparisons with Smile, but I felt like it made it worse that they named it something that made people go, hey, maybe this is kind of Smile. Yeah. Because it's not, and it wasn't supposed to be, really. It kind of was, but not really. So, do you want to get into Smiley Smile? I would love to, yeah. All right, let's do it. We will... I think this is the longest time we've taken to get into I know, music, right? Well, which is fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right with it. And we'll be back right after this to get into Smiley Smile, track by track. And welcome back to the Beach Boys Boys. Talking smiley smile, and this is not our Halloween episode. Um, That's a little. It is a little creepy sound, yeah. isn't it? It's spoopy. It's a little. It's yeah. Sloop, John B. Nope, that's not. That doesn't work. Nope. So um yeah, we're talking smiley smile. Um. So recording for this started in the beginning of the summer of 1967. Right. Um. And since, so at this point... So some stuff from the Smile Sessions made it onto this. Yes, although everything except Good Vibrations is re-recorded. Like, none of these are the versions they were supposed to be in Smile. And none of them... Oh, okay. Yeah. So there are some songs that were on the Smile track list, but they're all re-recorded, and, like, all the original tapes were not released to the public. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so at this point they were still kind of in limbo. Although this record does get released with the brothers' tag on it, the um the record label they're trying to start was called Brother Records. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah. So I know Mike and Al couldn't be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those guys. So um, so it has the brothers' tag on it. So they, uh, I think they just worked out some agreement to like release it yeah. jointly or whatever. Because then their like next three are still through Capital, so it's kind of confusing. And honestly, I kind of don't care, but. <laughs> It's important right now, though, because, yeah, they couldn't record in the actual studio. So, and so, Brian didn't yeah. want to anymore either. He had, you know, half given up. So they made a home studio to record Smiley Smile in. You can kind of tell. To but, come. Um, they they came to him, basically, because yeah. the band still wanted and needed to get a record out. So And so some of these songs were the song, the, like the writing of the song was supposed to be on Smile, but none of the actual recordings. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. Like even Heroes and Villains, which is close to its smile version. Yeah. Um it's but still. it's so but Brian purposely but Brian took it drain. and recorded it. Not like, down the drain, it just remained unreleased for like thirty years. Well yeah. So like all of the shit with him going crazy and all of those tapes yeah. did found no home it, until 30 years later until he yeah in like 1998 or something he released a version of smile that was like some re-recorded stuff and some old tapes yeah and then in 2011 a like beach boys historian guy um and like producer put together the smile sessions which is not according to brian but according to like fans the most accurate representation of what smile would have sounded like Okay, because so... the '90s version had some re-recorded parts. Yeah, that's why it's not like technically the realist version or whatever. Because the nineteen the the smile sessions thing is all stuff from the original tapes. 
Okay. And so it's like the most finished versions of all of the songs yeah. in the order. And it's the same order as the Brian Wilson Presents Smile. So fans kind of just were like, eh, Brian, we got this. I mean, honestly, kind of, yeah. I'm, we'll do yeah. an episode about the Smile Sessions and about Brian Wilson Presents Smile, but I, I think the Smile Sessions are definitely a better like representation of. It seems like... It sounds well, yeah, because like he re-recorded stuff, and like the new one sounds though, like oh yeah, this would have been like the thing that followed up Pet Sounds in 1967. Like it sounds yeah. not of its time musically, but of its time production-wise, and it sounds yeah. like a Good Vibrations style production okay. stuff like that. Okay, so in that way, it seems more accurate. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Um. Although Brian Wilson's was supposed to be like him finally fulfilling his vision or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I but get like, that. yeah, modern like rock criticism takes Smile Sessions though as like the better version. Okay, to some degree. Okay, like if you're ranking, you know, the best albums or whatever, you'd throw Smile Sessions maybe, but you wouldn't throw on Brian Wilson's Smile. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So, but that, to be to be continued in a later episode, we're gonna. So PJ and I talked a lot extensively about how we were going to handle Smile and whether we were going to do a Smile Sessions, you know, episode at this point. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah. It's going we'll to, I mean, it I don't know when we're going to record it, but it'll come out like after everything. It'll yeah, come out. I mean, chrono- we're just doing all of everything. So far we've done, yeah, yeah. chronologically. So. And we're just going to keep on that. So we're going to stick with the, you know, and this is really for all of our non-fans already out there. So that they can go through the Beach Boys career as it, you know, happened. As it to happened. those of us who were there for it and lived yeah. it. Which I'm I'm yeah. I'm joining you on this adventure. Yeah, that's right. All right. So Smiley Smile was released in September twenty eighth, nineteen sixty seven. It was so again, so they made a home studio in Brian's house, um, kicked all the dope smoking hippies out and started smoking dope and being hippies themselves. Right. And um decided to record what brian called like a back to basics version of smile okay like he had lost all of his ambition to be a production genius he just said let's just do these songs or other songs bare bones um as a group and the rest of the band was really into it because they had just spent a full like two years basically being brian's singers yeah um and so they were all like so legitimately they, they excited to like on this work thing. yeah to yeah. all play on and like help write and sing lead and all yeah. that kind of thing on a record again um so what we get from that is smile smiley smile um so to kind of um make up for their production values they used Brian's empty pool and his shower as echo chambers to record vocals in Okay. Um, Seems a bit unnecessary. They recorded... Yeah, he needs that echo. Uh, they recorded sound effects, obviously. A bunch of weird sound effects to flesh out the record. And yeah. like all that stuff is re-recorded. Um, so it's... Uh, I found... So on our liner notes website that we go to a lot, it talks about Smiley Smile being like their first significant step backwards that the band has taken so far. And that's why it's kind of viewed or was viewed badly at the time. But I don't think that that's like, did people generally think that summer days and summer nights was a step forward from today? They couldn't have. There's no way, right? Like you got to think that that was like, oh, okay, it's fine. But like today was so clearly better and more interesting and more advanced. Also their third album sucked. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. their second album was way better than the third. So uh, that's definitely not true. Yeah. But. So um, the Brian primarily used this three-tiered Baldwin organ. Okay. During yeah. most of this record, which gives it this super unique kind of timber and sound. Yeah. Um. To there's it. A, there's a few times where he's using like weird effects on it that yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. Basically, my main takeaway from this record is that it sounds like they're having a lot of fun. On and some I of them, for sure. That's yeah. pretty great because I mean, especially after Pet Sounds and Good Vibrations recording yeah. session, where they and, oh, and this whole like sessions, yeah. seven months of them being really depressed while Brian yeah. slowly goes crazy from drugs and astrologists telling him what to do. Yeah. I'm not, by the way, I'm not talking down astrologists. I totally read my horoscope all the time, but I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius to take it seriously enough to stay in bed for multiple days is another level. I, uh, I'm going to become the Brian Wilson of podcasting. You're a Sagittarius. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, he I became th- paranoid that people were leaking his records because a band called Sagittarius released Ooh. a song that sounded like similar to some smile song he was working on. And that was like, and then someone like told him that Paul McCartney had like heard smile tapes. So he was super paranoid that people were like leaking smile yeah. and huh, a lot of paranoia. Yeah. Okay. So smiley smile, the lead off track, what was supposed to be the centerpiece of the smile record. Let me stop. But you ends for up one being second. the very first track here. Do you mm-hmm. think I'd be successful with a band called Vegetarius? If Sagittarius were a very, very famous like '60s rock band, then, and yeah. you were a woman, and you decided to start an all-female cover band of Sagittarius, that famous '60s band everyone knows, and yeah. you called it Vegetarius, yes, incredible idea. Like a Led Zeppelin kind of situation. Yes, exactly like that, or a Hell's Bells, ACDC yeah. cover band, like. You could kill it, but you, PJ, the man I see in front of me right now, you could n- get nowhere. What if I'm just? The, what if I'm just? You could have. You could name behind this. You could name. You could put it together, or you could I'm get your like weird eighties, your eighties heavy metal painted van, and name yeah. it Vagitarius. Yeah, <laughs> and have like mythical beasts painted yeah. on the side. <laughs> what is the Sagittarius animal? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I should know. Is it the ram or is that Capricorn? That's Capricorn. Sagittarius is. I, I have you no should idea. know I yeah. am a sad I don't believe in all that voodoo <laughs> you and Mike love more in common than you thought huh I mean all that hokey pokey bullshit well I'm also a proud boy <laughs> so yeah um, do you think it ever gets confusing for like young children who like y- young young boys who are very happy with themselves yeah. and they just scream in public mama I'm a proud boy all the time well I always call my dog a little proud boy and <laughs> You know, he makes his own stylistic yeah. decisions, so he wears True. Nazi paraphernalia. He is a bad and, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think people get the wrong idea. It is a um, centaur. Ram told you. Oh. Shit. Huh. All right. Who knew? I, I did not. I didn't know that either. That's pretty dope. Okay. The track that was supposed to be <laughs> the centerpiece of Smile uh, and was re-recorded in a purposely underproduced style, Heroes... Yeah. And villains. I've been in this town so long and back in the city. I've been taking for a lost and gone and I'm yeah. for a long, long time. Fell in love years ago with a innocent Really, really enjoy the underproduction. It sounds like a today style song to me. 
like the backing track is very like this is the mix yeah. is very today yeah it's like sort of what am i trying to say it sounds kind of thick in a weird way and like acoustic-y but not not so many instruments yeah words. yeah um like there's not any brass or anything at least yet okay so, uh, so wait this is important this is the part i do not like yeah. Oh, I you don't like I don't part, like really. the spooky middle part. Um. There's versions that are even spookier. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, the weird I mean, sound effects I can yeah. put up with, but I, I can, like, having listened to Pet Sounds as much as I have, I can kind of see what he was going for, and yeah. I think... I think it would have been better had had it been released like on Smile and like yeah. with all of the stuff happening. Yeah, um, this is the most okay. Two things. This is the most abrupt album beginning of all time. It's a little weird. It just yeah. goes right into it. Um, I do love that. Like I love everything that's not the spooky part. I think it's great. But coming out of the spooky part with the la la laws works so well. Yeah. And that organ note holding to the end and yeah. like no, I like. This and I think on this album, this is one of the better, I guess, mixed ones. Like it, yeah. it flows the best. Yeah. Also, um, I say this including Pet Sounds and every album before. This is the absolute best Brian's voice has ever sounded. Really, I love it. On this. Yeah, I it's think very it's good. really good. Yeah, it is very good. Yeah. Um, no, I like the song overall. I just, that spooky part. I think either like get rid of it or like make it flow better into the song you know? yeah which yeah. i mean they're but making i like the home, sudden cuts honestly like see i don't like the so but it's so insanely different for the time i know but and like it was i like music of the time unique. the way it was i don't know because uh, like he i he, find he it he did it cool. on good vibrations where it was different was, things yeah that were by the way this well. is like the one b pocket symphony song yeah like and especially the smile version was like a minute and a half longer than this and had like two more parts that interspersed yeah. and cut in between. So, right. but, and I like the end here. The this end song, this song is really incredible to me. This song, I always think of, I mean, kind of correctly, but I always think of it as like along with good vibrations as like a one, a one B thing. Yeah. And this song I would say is just as good. It's just different. I wouldn't say it's just as good, but I think it's a very good song. I just w- I don't think this version is just as good. I would have loved to. I think to there have are versions one. out there that oh, okay. are just as good yeah. as Good Vibrations. Well, I'm like I can't wait to hear the Smile version because I'm gonna have to stop doing this. Yeah, because yeah. I I have to confess while listening to Smiley Smile, I got on a weird tangent for like a day where I just listened to the Smile Sessions version of Smile for like a whole day. Yeah, and. It's very hard to not just compare them. Like, and that's but, what I'm saying. Like, I can tell what he's yeah. going for. I can imagine what it sounds like in, like, yeah. with his smile, with more stuff. production yeah. or a different production. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I think that song's uh, fantastic. I There's a his, lot of notes about, about it. it. Love it. Um, so it was released as a single for this record in July of '67. Yeah. This was, by the way, the single that had basically supposed to have been coming since like December '66. Yeah. <laughs> it never did. Um. And this is September 67. July 67 was when okay. the single was released. The album oh, came the out September 28, 67. 67. So a okay. year after their last major song, Good Vibrations, yeah. which in again in the 60s was insane. Which is crazy long that time. that's like the 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 time 
constraints we're like looking at i know it's right bonkers. it is weird in hindsight because like when you yeah. think about the smile sessions and brian being a crazy person and like holding up for that all happened in a you year think about it yeah you think yeah. about it as being like you know like because later in the 70s david bowie loses a fucking year to cocaine yeah where brian he wilson lost like six months remember. to lsd yeah, yeah exactly and so a great album know, feels different but we could be the bowie boys for our next <laughs> podcast <laughs> we could we could be the bowie boys when we finish this one, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very today-like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, but it was a really big, Brian was really mad that it wasn't, like, a well-received single in July 67, uh, which, you know, duh, dude. You're releasing it right. in the middle of the summer of love, like, right <laughs> after Sgt. Pepper's comes out. And, like, as Jefferson Airplane is coming up and Jimi yeah. Hendrix is coming up and, like. Which, th- this is one of the whole album notes I have. Yeah. This is a step in the right direction for psychedelic music, but it is not as far as people had already gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, that actually, I'm glad you brought, that was one of my notes I was saving till afterwards, but this album is incredibly psychedelic and drug influenced, like almost more so than a lot of other drug albums at the time. Um, but like the sound that we've... No, exactly. Come to know as because psychedelic. this yeah. psychedelic sound it was too early. Yeah, and this basically like Smiley Smile is the beginning of a like five album run for them, where they are either way early with a sound or way late with it. Yeah, and they never like are on the exact cusp of anything ever again, because with with uh, Pet Sounds and this one they're way early, like they're way ahead of their time. Yeah. And then with like their next two, they're way behind the times. Like they regress before everyone else regresses and goes back to stuff. And then they're like ahead of, you know, so they just like can't hit anymore, even though they're doing really like advanced stuff or they're like going back yeah. to sounds that other bands go back to a few years later, but they're just doing it at the wrong time, basically. Yeah. They just, they basically just like can't win until yeah. <laughs> their six, 70s comeback, essentially. So. Uh, Al has a quote about this song saying, oh, about Smile. Actually, I don't know why this wasn't up top. Uh, it was lost because Brian wanted it to be lost. He was no on- longer interested in pursuing number one. Uh, no one felt it more painfully than us. Which, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix was interviewed by NME, and they asked him about this song when it came out that summer. And he said, don't particularly like the Beach Boys. Makes me think of a psychedelic barbershop quartet which our liner notes people were quick to point out in like a positive review for this record later yeah. that fall. They said, sounds like a psychedelic barbershop quartet. Right. Like they use those exact words to be like, that's why it's fucking great. Yeah. So I could see why it wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. I could see why people wouldn't like it. All right. Vegetables. Paul's favorite original Beach Boys song. My like in my top five. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I love vegetables. Again, not this version. Every Smile song has, like, six versions, so yeah. you just get to choose your favorite from the archives. Yeah. I mean, I like the vibe. I really do like the bottle and the sound effects in the yeah. back of this one, the water pouring. This is a, this has, song is such a good vibe, and it is yeah. the best use of harmonies that the Beach Boys have done to, to this point. It's a really beautiful song. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I said. It's, it's beautiful. Um, these are the weirdest lyrics for Brian's so-called masterpiece uh, record. So that was part of the problem. So there's a lot of great quotes about Mike Love hanging out with Van Dyke Parks yeah. and just going, but what do they mean? And then yeah. Van Dyke like giggling and being like, I don't know, we were high. Yeah. And then Mike like throwing papers across the room, yeah. pissed off. 
the idea was that it was like just weird like goofy and childish right because it was it was having to do with so the reason that i think a lot of smile would have hit had it been released is that the beach boys spent most of their career later career doing that like writing songs about things but then changing the lyrics that they were basically about nothing at all Mm. like why don't we do it in the road or everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey like shit like that where the lyrics are like literally meaningless uh, except they're singing about some asshole they hate but they just have to change the words and so they just change them to like meaningless lyrics where all of this album is just weird meaningless lyrics yeah. well could have been parts of it I think the the celery being eaten is such a satisfying sound effect I think it comes in here a lot. Like the nice slow part of this song is Brian like, I wish when you send me a letter, you'll tell me your favorite vegetables. It's so great. Uh, Al sings lead on that non-Brian part, by the way. I knew that. Yeah. Um, No, I think, I think this is a good song. Yeah. It's, it's weird as hell, but I think it's a good song. So this was apparently from, so Brian wanted to make the album about, healthy eating or whatever (laughs) oh yeah it's health health so this was part of like that era of his life according to like Marilyn and other people who hung out with him a lot during like the year from good vibrations to abandoning smile he did this thing where like every two months he would get insanely obsessive about a different thing and so like that's why he like wanted to write these records about different stuff is that for a while he'd be like obsessed with health and be like I want to write an album all about vegetables and the dangers of smog yeah. <laughs> and then like work super hard on it for a while yeah. and then completely forget about it and move yeah. on to like just I want to write a sound effects record. I mean and then just be obsessed with that for a while and then move on. I do that to a smaller degree in my life. I think everybody yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, but he just got very weird about yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, um there's a Smile Sessions track by the way called I'm in Great Shape that was also part of his. That's amazing. He was, you know, he which was is ahead funny of the curve. because he was not in great shape at all at this point, though, no. although he was f- obsessed with physical health. So he, um, was, but. he was ahead of the curve because like a lot of like songs about being healthy came out in the 80s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Working out, baby. Yeah. You need those workout tracks. Nobody worked out before that. All right. Third track on the record. Fall breaks and back to winter. This to me. Early for an instrumental. Once again, very early for an instrumental. Um. It's very yellow submarine-y. It sounds like all of the Ooh, sea songs, like Sea of huh. Time, Sea of Holes, Sea of I Monsters. did not think of this as being a sea song, but now that you say it, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That Woody Woodpecker thing, I fucking hate. Oh, I love it. I love all the weird sounds on this song. The ooze are good. The, the little tings. All, all of the organ is amazing. The, the, they're, like, they're backing vocals that are The like little like deep almost, laugh is great. Yeah. The ho-ho part. But like the stuff that's almost lost in the mix, like they're... Yeah. Like yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, this is just Brian having a lot of fun with his organ, and I oh, like it. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, Brian had so much fun with his organ at this point in his life. Yeah, he I would mean, just play with his organ like every I have, day. Yeah, he just touch his organ, run his hands up and down it. You know, make it sing. To Finger him. the organ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make his organ sing. That's right. I freaking love this song. It's at a weird point in the record. But every time it comes on, the first minute I spend going, why is this happening? And then the second minute I spend going, never stop. I don't like, like it. Like, as soon as I get into the rhythm of it, I never want it to stop. The weird cyclicalness yeah. of it. Once I get into, like, the trance of it, it just, it could happen. If I was, like, getting a massage for an hour, put this song on repeat and never stop it. Like, um, that kind of thing would be perfect. I do not love this song. I think the ooze are great, but I don't, I like... 
It is just like like every time that organ descends back into the chorus, I guess part yeah. with the ooze makes me so happy. I feel like every indie rock band has a song like this on their album now. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing because this is a great fucking song, it's and they fine. were influenced by the best. I don't, I don't love it. You know, coming off of yeah. Pet Sounds, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah. I you kind of have to purposefully just act. I forget can't, some though. stuff. I can't. Well, all right. I mean, I understand that they're going in a different direction. And it that's... makes me really sad when that song fades out. Because the fade out is so long. Um, All right. She's Going Bald is the next track. Do you think this song was written about Al and Mike? And then they were like, no, we got to make it about a girl. So they don't know it's about us. Nah, it's a, it's a Mike lead, and it's apparently about blowjobs. Ooh, Denny's Bongos. Denny's Bongos. That is what I have written in all caps. Once I learned that this was about blowjobs, every time I listened to it, trying to think about how it's about blowjobs, it's a fairly obtuse song about oral sex, if it is. Because there's stuff about shiny stuff on her forehead, which I kind of get. And there's a thing about, like, I lose my cool too fast, yeah. which sounds very, like, orgasmy. But then, like, the idea of her going bald, I don't get at all as an orgasm metaphor. Well... My cum is made out of nair. I don't know about you. I also never understood what's that velvet um, underground. No. Ooh, what do you think of this effect? Oh, I hated it. I like it. Um, like a minute and thirty seconds in, I love it. Yeah. So let me know. It when sounds it gets like to a tiny Tim record right now, and then even more so yeah. after this when they do the talky part. She drew a comb across her scalp and brushed what she had left. I yeah. tried to salvage what I could and threw uh, it This is not a minute and 30 in yet. Well, I mean, you'll know when it gets to and it. And then, like, they're pouring juice on her head. Like, that's not... I love this. All of this song. I man. want this. It's like this weird little song suite from She's Going Bald, man. I want this as a... I don't know. I love everything after a minute 30, and I wish that was the whole song. But um, part of the magic of this song is how weirdly it transitions from part to part. Yeah. Like That's and why it's so, so great. At the beginning, like before we started the podcast, um, like this recording, um, I think you thought I was going to... Before we started this specific episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I really thought you were talking about the entire show there for a second. Well, yeah, that's why I specified, and then I think I specified... I specified in a way that confused weird. me more. Um... We, that might be on me, though. I don't know. You're pretty high. Uh, oh, stoned out of my fucking mind. Uh, I think you thought me. I was going to hate all of the songs on this, but Most I really like weird, low-production albums like that's this. See, that's why I thought you might like it, but I also thought you might hate it, though, just because of how much you've liked like some of his maximalist production. Yeah. I mean, I think I can appreciate Pet both, Sounds, so. but like, I, I think I Pet Sounds sure. is a genius record, but I, I think they're... I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk about it at the end. But so the effect that they used to speed up the or to pitch the vocals was called the Eltro El- Information Rate Changer, which Ooh. was the first piece of equipment that could pitch vocals without speeding them up too, which was like oh, wow. insanely cutting yeah. edge. You know, like so pretty interesting. Like even when he's doing a weird lo-fi record, Brian can't not like do something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. I mean, you can see. So even if you like hate this album you can see the genius peeking through yeah i i really like that song a lot um it's weird but a very fun weird 
And especially the weird, like, little spoken word interlude thing just sounds like they're just dicking around and having fun in a way that yeah. makes my heart I really mean, warm. And they, they are having fun, clearly. I just yeah. think, like, musically, which this... I think it's super fun musically, though. Like, when... I don't know. I don't know. It, maybe I, I don't there's dislike more that song. music from this era that does do that, but it sounds very much like... It's still continuing the idea of doing like a humor record yeah where like it sounds like a weird fucking tiny tim record or something except it's like real music uh, i don't know no. adapting that stuff for denny's bongos songs, I think, works really well his bongos are good denny's really bongos good. yeah all right little pad this is what i wrote about this one it seems so genuine yeah well, they're stoned out of their fucking yeah. minds during this session. And man. they're in a pool. Which is why it's awesome. This is the most obviously I've ever heard someone stoned on tape, by the way. <laughs> is their giggle at the beginning of that song. Tell me when it's 45 seconds in, because... Okay. There's a good part there? Yeah. Okay. I, wrote, I don't know why I wrote down specific times that I liked in this one, but... It shows the, like, uh, um, the, like cultural gap from 50 years ago to today that I literally thought this was going to be a song about like a frog and a lily pad because oh, the yeah. word pad does not scan apartment we, for me at all yeah. or house this 45 seconds in yeah. turn, I'm going to turn it up this part I love this I wish this was a whole song also sounds like the wise kids you know theme song I love this I want I want a whole instrumental of just that See, but that was a part where I that was a part where I thought either PJ's going to love it or he's going to think it's terrible. I love it. Cuz it's like so simplistic. That's why I thought you might hate it. Bob Dylan it's is so, one of my favorite like, There's artists, so little like happening. Early Bob Dylan. Yeah, but I just can't read you yet with the Beach Boys. And this album's so all over the place and so different from anything we've heard so far. I thought at the very least the like whiplash of it, you might hate it, but I'm glad to hear. I'm glad that you what? At least keep it somewhat in perspective. I know, think like, that's why I wrote down like 45 seconds in. I really like that little episode. So, but this whole song you don't like? No, or? I like the whole song too. Yeah. But like, I really like and that it, one. It part comes back here part, now yeah. too. I love that. Yeah. And like, I just wish that I could hear that as a whole song because I do like the whole song. But like, it's just like the bridge of this song or whatever. No, right? I get it. But okay. like, or the verse. I don't know. I don't know. I just wish that it was a whole thing. I don't know. And I like the song as it is, but I just And I like, love the like woodblock yeah. and weird sound effects yeah. in the back of this part. This album in its own way, this is gonna sound really like um douchey. Yeah. We talked last week about how Pet Sounds was like a production concept album and about how it counted in some people's eyes as a psychedelic album because it was like a world unto itself where a la being on psychedelics, you'd like enter this world for a while right? and then leave it at the end. This album, uh, a single song that is coming up next aside feels exactly like that to me. It's just a completely different vibe, but like listening to smiley. So the other night I like late at night, like laid down with headphones and like low lights on and just listen to this entire record, you know, like, this super loud on like yeah on like big over your headphones so it was like just you know me call and those, the music basically we call those cans in the industry right yeah. yeah and it worked perfectly like for a half hour I was like this is incredible like perfect happy yeah. music to listen to that's like relaxing and beautiful and nice 
And then, you know, like walking to work the next day, I listened to it on my headphones, like on the street and was like, yeah, eh, it's fine. No, I was like, I so like, but if you're the vibe of it is incredible. Yeah. I, I did a similar, right. no, I get you. Um, I did a similar thing to where I was like, I didn't get much sleep last night. And so I was like listening to this album while I was just kind of relaxing and like, it felt so nice. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It is a similar thing. It is a gorgeous album. Like that's the best way to describe Sonically, it. Sonically, it's, it's great. gorgeous. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's the, oh wait, no, this song I think is the inside one. Or is this the inside two? Uh, who cares we don't listen to records the beginning of side two we don't listen to fucking records all right good vibrations yeah and all of a sudden you go what the fuck is this fancy production they should not have put so brian didn't want to yeah the other band members outvoted him because they were like gotta have the single on the record man which like i kind of get at the time yeah but i hear what brian was saying about it doesn't fit at all no it shouldn't be on this album It is. It fits nowhere. It wouldn't have fit on Pet Sounds. It doesn't fit on this. No. It was its own thing. Yeah. I mean, it fits on Smiley Smile. Or it fits on Smile, I mean. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. With Me Tonight. A Carl Wilson lead. This back half, by the way. Yeah. Shit ton of Carl Wilson leads. I mean, this part's the group, obviously. But, yeah. This is with me tonight. Yes. This is a beautiful song. Great harmonies. You see, it is at this point that, well, I think during the last few albums, they learned how to use their harmonies to not annoy me. Um, And this is like this and vegetables. This is Carl. It's great. Um, He kind of just sounds like a little... Like, he just sounds like different Brian at this point. I mean, I can tell the difference, but yeah. Yeah. But it's very Brian-y, but where Brian is breathy, he's like... Throaty? Yeah. Yeah. Because Brian uses his head voice, he uses right. his chest. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a beautiful song with, like... It is. In the organ. And, and this, just, like, the this bass, album like, has the best harmonies the they've used. single bass yeah. drum. And I don't know if they get better from here, but there are amazing harmonies on this album. Yeah. I agree. That are they're they're not in your face. They're not overbearing. They're used they're incredibly just, well. They're just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this song is also the most coherent, straightforward song on this. Yeah, yeah. There's no little episodes. It's just like a song all the way through. Yeah, Carl's voice is fucking gorgeous, and that's Great. all I gotta say about that. Yeah. It's I'm not. It's not as like. like Mike Love, I understand, is very nasally, but... Um, but Mike's voice, even on this record, is great. Like, his I, well, vocals on She's Going Bald are awesome. Yeah, well, but that's... So, that's what I was going to say. His, he's known as, like, the nasal one. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Brian Wilson is also a little bit nasal when he goes into his falsetto, but, yeah. like, Carl is doing this flawlessly. It's great. Yeah. I, I like this song a lot. All right. Are we ready for Wind Chimes? Absolute. This is another Carl Wilson lead. I just Wind said absolute. Hanging down. This is I would describe as ASMR music. By the way. It sounds like he's afraid to sing. What do you think the song is about? Just wind chimes? No, I know. They say it twenty goddamn times. Um, so you, all of them sing that later, like you can hear the tinglings. Yeah. And you can tell Mike Love has the worst voice of the Beach Boys. 
the guy who is there just to do vocals has the worst voice. Like the way the mics pick up Carl's voice, it seriously is ASMR to me. It's really almost bothersome. I was listening to this at work and getting like those weird ASMR chills and like this. Yeah. Is this allowed to happen like out in public? This is creepy feeling. Well, you also got a boner and then it's like so. Have to take yeah. care of it oh, right yeah. that second. Right. I'm just waiting for the tinglings because so you can hear like. It is creepy. He sings like a like a witch. <laughs> it sounds like. Wow, I'll bring it up after the song's over so we can edit it out if we want to. Yeah, that's a good call. But I have a great comp for it that you're going to love. Uh, I'm not crazy about this one, but it's I not I love bad. that part. <laughs> like, just in the middle of like a hypnotic Was that Jared Leto? It's so great. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049, sing. You can see there he is the worst. All of them are doing that nice vocal run, tingling, and he can't do it. He goes tingling like he can't do the tingling like everybody else did. Mike Love can't. And then these harmonies, oh my god, oh, they're great. I don't love this song, but I don't hate it. It's I not really a, like it's not offensive. Song. Like it, it's better than any of their surf it's songs. It's just a weird still. hymn about wind chimes, and yeah. I, I love it. I really do. I'm actually surprised. I do not. I didn't think I was gonna like this album as much as I did yeah. until right now. I've listened to it a lot, yeah. and like it's pretty good. And now that we're listening to it and talking about it, God damn, yeah, this thing is. Um, so Carl's voice on Wind Chimes sounds like Matt Besser doing Bjork on Comedy Bang Bang. One thousand percent. That's exactly what it is. You don't yeah. like yeah. The wind it does. Where he can like barely get words yeah. out, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I don't think <laughs> I have anything. I mean, wind chimes. Except is... ASMR music. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. All right. Getting hungry. Oh. Let's oh. See. Whatever he's using here, like a mellotron or something. I think this is still the same organ. Love it. Because it's three tiers. I, I think love it. literally all of the non bongo like bass drum sounds you hear are the organ. I think he's playing all that off the organ. I this is this. all the organ, yeah. This I don't care for no, as much. No, I like it, man. It's just so dope that they break. I don't like, like how jarring it is. The intro. It's. I think it's awesome and avant-garde, in a way that is crazy impressive for like their throwaway quote-unquote album. I don't. I don't know. I wish it was. So this is Brian and Mike singing, by the way. I just wish it was this the whole time. Because that, I love that organ. I mean, it is for like the last two minutes of it, but yeah. Uh, that that organ sound is so good. And it's a good melody, too. Although, Getting Hungry for My Kind of Woman is a little creepy sounding. Yeah. But yeah. Mike's always a little bit of a creep. Yeah, I do like the, the, the it's a great melody as well, you're right. It's a very, like, and then and I, I love, I, I, I think it's awesome, man. I think this would be. Like, like this is art rock in a way that does not exist until like 1969. Some art, which sucks, is light though. years away from 1966, 67. Sorry. You know what this record reminds me of is the Velvet Underground's 1969 record, the self-titled one that's all acoustic and quiet. Yeah, that's what this album reminds me of, and like that was weird and avant-garde for the yeah. time. But also. Not my favorite Velvet Underground record. Oh, you're wrong. That's the best one. It's not the best one. It is. No. 
It is, man. The story song about the guy getting shipped in a box. Nope, I'm thinking of White Light White. This part's fine. I don't mind this ending part. I love that organ so much, though. I wish it didn't cut out as much as it does. Because it's so good. Yeah, it e- good. Even though it's just like a little back and forth. Like, I don't know. It sounds so modern. It sounds very like, yeah. I don't know. I love it. That's the craziest thing about this album is that it doesn't sound of its time at all. Nothing about it sounds 60s to me except for Good Vibrations. Like, all of it could be, like, some 90s indie rock record you'd never heard before. Heroes and Villains sounds 60s to me. A little bit, but I think only because I've heard it so often in my life, honestly. Like, I I think if I I reheard it. I had not heard it until today. If you handed this, like, cassette to me and I was a college kid in, like, 2000, and it was unlabeled, I'd be like, who the fuck is this band? And would have no idea it was, like, someone old, you know? I hadn't heard it until today. It's the only one that struck me as, like, a 60s vibe, but... Really? Yeah. I think... The only thing 60s about it is the super druggy nature of it, which obviously is repeated oh, throughout music. Yeah. You know, like there's always druggy bands. So, is it really pretentious to say this? Because I wrote it down and I didn't Please. say it earlier. Oh, pretentious is what I meant to describe my comment as earlier, by the way. Yeah. That this is also a concept album, but go ahead. Um, Good Vibrations is a completely underrated song, but it is also super overrated. I think that's fair, actually. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it gets played a lot because people are like, "Oh, good tune," but I think musically it is so underappreciated because it is a work of art. Yeah, um, it's like know. top two songs ever made, maybe mm. pop songs. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I mean it's up there. As it's like far that, as pop and songs then yeah. and then, um, come on, baby, one more time, right? Come on, baby, one more time. I'm trying to reference Britney Spears. Is that not her song? On, hit babe. me, baby, one hit more me. time. Oh, god damn. And also, a better song would be Timber. Because that was, song fucking What bops. was Britney Spears' song about proposing to that guy? I think I want to marry you. Yeah, maybe. No, All right. that was Bruno Mars. All right. Uh, wonderful. Another Carl Lee. Another uh, spooky song. Yeah. Another ASMR song. The the kids singing in this really like make it. I love creepy. it. I love it too. Have you heard? Oh, I think it's just women, not kids. It sounds like children singing to me. I think it's Marilyn and her friends. So Marilyn was in like a vocal group in the yeah. late '60s. I think it's Marilyn and her pals. It could, it could be that too. That's Either way, guess. it's weird and creepy, but like weird. in a good way. Have you heard of the band Dead Man's Bones? It's Ryan oh, Gosling. I've heard of them. Yeah. They so they have one album and it's a Halloween album. Yeah, and it is phenomenal. Ryan Gosling, man, I love that guy. Both good-looking and talented. Am I right? I, you're saying that I think sardonically, but well, there's kids like laughing in the background here. Is no, that so what you're thinking of? I don't know. I want to talk about Ryan Gosling for a minute. I think he's a great actor. You got to make it as ASMR as Carl Wilson. If you I think, I think Ryan Gosling is not only a very handsome, a uh, very handsome boy. Uh, um, Oh, he can pull off a nice 70s look very well. Keep going, PJ. And uh, he's also a fantastic uh, actor. Keep going. If you've not seen... Drive. Dri- I mean, Drive. Eight song. Crazy Nights. I love him in that. Yeah. He's so good in Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love him in Grown Ups. I'm, I'm more of a Jack and Jill kind of guy. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, um, too. But I think he's very good in um, The Nice Guys. I think that's a great movie. Yeah. He's very handsome. Very talented actor. Excellent musician. Check out Dead Man's Bones. Mm. 
This weird little like party interlude is kind of fun. I like that a lot. Yeah. The whispered, we're going to skip to the end here. His like whispered last line is really creepy to me. I don't like it. That's the only bad part of this record so far. Like straight up bad. I want to fuck my cousin. <laughs> oh my what God, Carl. Carl. We apparently missed it though. I hope he's not talking about Mike. This part. It's no okay. It sounds like he's gonna. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Whistle in is the last track. This one was the most mediocre. I thought. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's very like. Eh. Nothing special about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this album, 100%. You can tell Brian was going insane. Well, had already gone insane and yeah. had given up on life at this point. Well, that's what I'm. But like having yeah. written these songs. And oh like, yeah. You can absolutely tell he's going yeah. crazy. Um, and like I said earlier, they're ushering more and more into the psychedelic sound. Yeah. But like, but not in the way everyone else was pivoting like, to psychedelics. Yeah, didn't embrace it like everybody else did. They wanted to like I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wish it was a more cohesive album. Uh, I do. Like the parts I was talking about t- in those certain songs. If you took out good vibrations, it would be. No, no, no. I don't even mean. The, I just mean like. Like, we were talking about the little episodes that, like, Good Vibrations oh, has yeah. and things like that. Um, like, the, the parts where I was like, I really like it at 1.30. I just yeah. wish that a lot of those were, like, that kind of a song the whole time. Because, or even that same vibe in a song. Because yeah. in in She's Going Bald, wait, is that what the one I was talking about? No, 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 no. No. Uh, yeah, you were thinking about Little Pad. Little Pad. If, if, it doesn't have to be that same thing the, the whole time. The song about a frog. But, like, Exactly. Uh, lily pad. But it, lily pad. It is such. If you're a drunk. Little lily take, pad. I'm gonna take you back to my lily pad, yeah. baby. I'm gonna buy the Budweiser frogs. Um, if if it had just had the same vibe as that part, because it is such an abrupt change in that song, episode to episode. You know. Yeah. I just wish it was. I don't know. More like that, and I think. I think it could have been, could have had some, like, critical success if, not or yeah. critical and popular success yeah. if if that's what they had done. But I understand why they didn't, and I understand what direction they were wanting to go. Yeah, and why they yeah. did it the way they did it. I hear you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So after this record came out, it was terrible. It did the worst. Um. Uh the worst that any other record it did sorry it was the worst charting record since their debut album i could understand it charted that, yeah. at like 105 or something and then immediately dropped off right and it started a run of oh i have this written down i believe so i actually know technically and eh, maybe not it started a run though like until their comeback in the 70s no album ever charted higher than this one oh so yeah. like they are um, so this is their lowest one of the time besides their first one and then everything else they, is downhill yeah. so they just became insanely uncool so from this yeah. extreme disappointment um what would you liken that to this like a band now that was like crazy popular and then like so many is still making albums that nobody talks about oh mm, that's a good question um <laughs> They released less before they got to their highs, but Mumford and Sons came out with but a new album like a month ago. And people, and people were talking people, about it, though. Not that I noticed. 
Well, yeah, you don't even my parents who fucking love Mumford and Sons, I think, didn't realize the new album came out. Huh. Okay. I don't know. So, um, so later this year, they were supposed to headline the 1967 Monterey Pop Festival. And Brian was on like the board of directors along with all the other like cool music people of the time. Um, and they stepped out partially because they couldn't really perform their new songs live and also partially because I think they were all smart enough to know if they went to Monterey Pop and tried to sing California Girls, people would laugh them off the stage. They could have sang Pet Sounds So, But that was like, but that got a lot of publicity of like Beach Boys stepped down from Monterey Pop and combined with the failure of Smile to appear and like all of that, they just became dead dead in the water basically. Uh, Commercially and general, like they became a niche act. Like in 1968, if you were still buying Beach Boys records, you were like the weird guy at school or something. So, and I remember because I was. I mean, I'm I'm still a weird guy buying Mumford and Sons records. So yeah, exactly. So um, so they are just like the and also once Rolling Stone came out in '67, their first uh yeah yeah they I mean so they came out post Smiley Smile right and they hated the beach boys always yeah and so like and it became a thing where like the beach boys are like old or bad rock fans taste not new cool young people's rock band taste Mm -hmm. so brian essentially gave up yeah well you can i mean no but from here until his comeback in the 70s well and that's what like you can tell at this point like you said he had given up on this record but they still made it so, but you can tell their, he's having fun, though. Yeah, but for all their other records, he stops producing. All the other records are credited to the band producing. Oh, so they don't have and like a Carl producer. and like Mike and Bruce and Dennis all become like the main songwriters and singers. Um, they also like Mike has some quote from this from like 1968 about like we were excited to be a band again. Yeah, and they all legitimately were. They were like, God, we get to play guitar on our own songs now, yeah. kind of thing. And like, well, cause, yeah, there was a long time because that like really doing that much. like two years felt like an eternity to all of them. Yeah, because they but... just had to go out and tour playing California Girls when Brian was like, <laughs> I'm yeah. a genius in the studio, and they all they didn't resent him, but they resented it for sure. I mean, they would. Um... It they kind of resented him. California it, at least in hindsight, they're all pretty nice about it, honestly. Yeah. But, um, you know, the the nicest member, and this is me saying this, even though Carl and Dennis are dead, uh, Al Jardine seems to have no qualms with anything. Yeah. And he just seems to, like, still loves Mike Love, or not Mike Love, uh, Brian Wilson. Like, they tour together. Yeah. And, like... But it, I feel like he's it, also cool with Mike Love. Like, he'd go yeah. on stage with Mike Love or something yeah. for a concert if they were in the same town. Yeah. Like... Like, yeah. he's just so, like, yeah, I was just in it for the music, you know? Yeah. He just seems like a good dude. So, a couple more things real quick. Uh, so, in December 67, Mike Love told someone in a story this quote. Sure, people were baffled and mystified by Smiley Smile, but it was a matter of progression. We had a feeling we were going too far and losing touch with Smile. Yeah. Is what he meant. And this new one brought us back to reality. Brian's been rethinking our recording sessions, and in any case, we all have a much greater say nowadays in what we turn out in the studio, which is partially because Brian, you know, went crazy and decided to stop recording yeah, music. Didn't really, give a but it's also partially just that, like, I mean, so now we are in the Wikipedia header of the Beach Boys as a Democratic unit. We're yeah. there now. They yeah. are a Democratic unit. Like Brian is now like the least vocal person in the group, which is weird because uh, it's yeah, a vocal right. group. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so Brian's and Brian's only contributions until like the early seventies, like through seventy three, I think, are literally like they'll be like, "Hey, Brian, Brian, do you wanna um do you wanna help for our next record at all?" And he'll go, "Oh, yeah, here's a smile track." Yeah, and he'll just like throw them the tape of some smile track that is unreleased and like unproduced and then they'll just throw it on a record in and so that's form. how people kind of pieced it together yeah none of that not, and like there were like four that weren't released until you know the last couple decades but like yeah. you could get like a 12 song album of like the smile tracks yeah because a lot of them are on smiley smile although very differently produced and sung obviously yeah um but then, like, yeah, there's there's at least one or two in album from here until, like, 1973 that get trickled out. Okay. And so Brian, but he stops helping write new music. He stops singing on record at all. Um, and by 1969, he owns a health food store. <laughs> that is amazing. Because, of course, he fucking does. Do you want to know the name of it? I would love to. The Radiant Radish. <laughs> Do you think he named that, or do you think more? Uh, not Maureen. What's her name? Uh, Ma- Ma- Marilyn named it because that does seem like something where she's like, you know, be a cute name. Are you looking it up? No, no. That's okay. I, yeah, Radiant Radish. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, okay, what would you rate that record? <sighs> what is the? Highest... And we're not comparing to Pet Sounds, by the way. The highest we've done is ten for Pet Sounds. What is the highest we've done besides Pet Sounds? Uh, I believe seven. I think I've given something a seven, and you've given something a six, maybe. I think I give. No, you gave a seven. today a seven, and seven's the highest I've gone as well. I might say seven again. I'm gonna say six or Honestly, seven. Honestly, that's low. That's wow. I'm really surprised at how low you're going. Only because I, I wish the songs were more cohesive. It, it it it's because of the abrupt changes within a song. That really like Jay, that's the whole goddamn vibe they're going for. I know it's jarring, and I don't like it that much. Uh, but I do think there are really excellent parts of this album, and I'm so I think it. Seven. I think it evens out to about a seven. And I am going nine, and the thing, Damn, dude. And it's either eight or nine, and the reason it would be an eight is good vibrations inclusion it fucks it all up. Yeah. But I'm honestly just ignoring that to give it a nine. It's. I don't okay. think you can ignore it. I think that's unfair because it's on the album. Yeah, but when I listen to this record, I either skip it or it's like, oh, good vibrations. That's fun. And then I just like get immediately back into the mood of the record, which I think that's unfair. I think you can't. No, I'm deny saying it. if I get that quickly back into the record after that weird interlude of good vibrations, then yeah. that means it's maybe not as bad as it sounds like, you know? Okay. Like, it's maybe not the worst inclusion if you can immediately get back into, like, oh, yeah, now we're doing this thing again. Right. Okay. Because that, like, last run yeah. of like five songs is so A good. nine. That's crazy to me. I I was I would have thought it was lower even today, earlier today yeah. when I was listening to it. But listening to it again with you, all of those other – literally every song on here except Good Vibrations, I yeah. fucking love and think fits perfectly. And so – it, it, it is crazy I because they do have good. some of the best stuff they've had, like the best Brian lead. They have the best I harmonies. I can't believe you're giving it a seven. I want to bully you into an eight, but that's okay. I don't think you're going to. Um, it, it, it is. That makes me sad because I don't know if you're going to like any of the other ones after this any more than that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I might change my mind later on, Yeah, but right now it's a seven for me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Seven. 
So that's smiley smile, man. Yeah. So next week we're going to get to the back half of 67 with Wild Honey, which is the first true like no Brian involvement record. Yeah. Which is kind of a big deal in and of itself. And it's also the second of their three. They have like three of these lo-fi home studio records in a row. Yeah. That they're going to release this one, Wild Honey, and then Friends. Yeah. Which you all, you so, love all of them, right? Um, Friends is an interesting one. I do not think I can say that I love it, but I right. find it interesting. I really, really like Wild Honey. But, you know, again, it's been... We're getting into the era now that I know well, although not the era that I... I haven't listened to any Beach Boys in, like, a couple years before we did this show, so for all I know, stuff has changed in that time. But Smiley Smile, I remember not liking as much as I liked it now. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Wild Honey I'll like less, you know? Yeah, that kind of we'll thing. see. Well... Uh, it don't matter. So, all right. Should we have Talkbox PJ play us out? I think we could. Do you I, think Talkbox PJ would like to play us out over She's Going Bald? I think he might be into yeah, that. I think he might be. All right. For your boys, we'll catch you on the next wave of Wild Honey. I'm Pete, and that's Talkbox PJ. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah.